Artificial intelligence has been immortalized in the movies with hits like The Bicentennial Man, Upgrade, and its namesake Artificial Intelligence by Steven Spielberg. These days, AI is getting a revival in the enterprise following OpenAI's launch of chat generative pre-trainer Transformer on 30th of November 2022. Now, the large language model-based chatbot, more popularly known as ChatGPT, is making a lot of buzz in the boardroom, at conferences, and almost everywhere imaginable. But as with other emerging technologies, generative AI carries as much risk as it offers opportunities. In today's podcast for Future CISO, we are joined by Sanjay Desmukh, Senior Regional Vice President for ASEAN and India at Snowflake to help us better understand how to secure generative AI for enterprises. Sanjay, welcome to Podcasts for Future CISO. Thank you, Alan. Uh, happy to join this conversation. Thank you for uh, hosting me. Let's start off. What are the top three pros and cons of letting loose generative AI in the enterprise? So uh, I must say that uh, you know we have been in this space of uh, talking to customers to help them unlock the value of data for the last 10 years that, that we have been in business as a company. So this conversation of unlocking value by leveraging technologies like AI is not new to us. Uh, but I must say that from the time uh, OpenAI launched ChatGPT, they have done a great job in democratizing this concept. And everyone from the boardroom CEO to my mother to my daughters, everyone now knows some aspect of AI and everybody's interested in it, including, as I said, the companies and enterprises. So uh, you have to give it to OpenAI and ChatGPT that they've truly democratized. I, I would even say commoditized uh, AI to a large extent. And now this is truly a priority for companies and everyone wants to know how do I leverage this technology in my business, right? So before I specifically answer the pros and cons, I just want to set a context in terms of what's the right approach for enterprises for enabling Gen AI as a technology within the enterprise, right? So, and then we can get into the specific of pros and cons. The first thing they need to recognize is that if you are a consumer, your AI strategy is chat GPT and mid journey and tools like that. But if you are an enterprise, you need to think about it very clearly that what is your AI strategy? What are the business use cases where you would want to leverage this capability and what kind of business outcomes that you want to deliver either in terms of experiences or differentiated offering to your customers? That's the place to start and look at how AI can enable that, not the other way around that I want to do chat GPT and AI in my organization. How do I do it? So it is technology's role is always to solve business problem and not the other way around. So that's our overarching message to all the enterprises. First, focus on the business outcomes that you want to drive and deliver, and then look at how AI can accelerate that and enable that. That's the first one. When you think about it from that lens that I need to enable this business outcome in my business, and I want to leverage Gen AI and LLM as a technology, then you will realize that in order to have a successful AI strategy, you need to first have a data strategy. Because if you think about this as a concept, you train the models with data and all of your insights and answers and responses are delivered from the data. So if you do not have the data in place, you will not be able to have a successful AI strategy. So I would say that's the second and the most fundamental thing that we are educating the enterprises saying that first the approach, focus on the business outcome, look at AI, Gen AI, LLM as technologies to enable and accelerate the outcomes. And second, please recognize that you can have a successful AI strategy only if you have a successful data strategy because it is the data that powers AI from the perspective of pros and cons, right? So first, I would say these are not the cons of Gen AI and LLM. I would say these are the cons of 
using the same gen ai and llm technologies which are out there in the public domain there are no negatives of the technology i mean i would say this is the most powerful innovation that has been introduced to businesses which is truly going to disrupt many industries so none of what i'm going to tell you is the is the negatives or cons of the gen ai and llm everything is about what's approach you're taking if you are looking at chat gpt as your ai capability in an enterprise or if you're looking at asking business questions to chat gpt around what is my right product strategy what should be my brand messaging and whatever i'm going to talk about cons from that perspective not from a technology perspective so i just want to make it very clear there are zero negatives of this technology it is it is the most disruptive technologies and it we believe firmly that a lot of companies will be able to derive a lot of business value from ai whether it is generative ai or the large language model kind of capabilities the negatives or the cons are first the technologies that you see out there in the public domain chat gpt open ai all those right they have been trained on external data right they have been trained on data that is there in public domain i am an enterprise think of it I'm, I'm a consumer company, I'm making goods or I'm selling goods or whatever, I'm offering a service, I'm a bank or whatever I am. This technology that is out there, this foundational model, which has been trained on external data, does not have understanding of my business and my proprietary data. That's the first con of a foundational model, which is out there in the public domain. That's the first one. The second con is that when I think from a business outcome lens, I'm looking at solving a particular problem in my business using AI technology. For example, I might be looking at solving the problem around fraud or credit risk. I want to find out which customers out of the portfolio that I have, have a higher probability of defaulting, which customers I should not do business with. Or I might be looking at which of these million customers that I have that I need to focus on in order for this high value product. These are the business outcomes that I want to drive, whether it is to do with revenue growth, whether it is to do with covering my risk or whether it is to do with servicing the customers better or offering better experience. These are the questions I have. Now, the LLM models and the Gen AI technology, which is out there in the public domain, is very broad. It can write an English poem. It can answer questions on world hunger and it can do many other things. It's exciting to me as a consumer, but as a, as a business, I'm looking at credit risk, fraud, upsell, cross-sell and churn and, and, and aspects like that. So that's the second problem with these technologies that exist in the public domain. And third, which is the fundamental problem, which I think the, the next one hour of our conversation can be in that topic is the security related problem. And why I'm saying security, because the way these technologies are working today is that, and largely I will say the version one of what was launched was working like that. They have made some improvements, but they're still not there. The way they are working today is that Two things. One, my data goes to the model, like my proprietary data, my customer data, my business data is the one that goes to the large language model. That's one. That means my data, which is not my data, it is my customer's data. They have trusted me with that information is going outside of my security perimeter. That's the first problem in the area of security. The second problem is that and if you read the fine print of these large language models, they say that this data will be used to train the model further. And what that means is that if somebody else is asking a question after that, they may have some sense of my data in their response because now that model has been trained on my data. That's the second element of the security issue. That is a problem or a con with the current approach. So I will say these are the three cons at a very high level. Uh, data, uh, the, the models are trained on external models, uh, external data. They are very broad, may not necessarily apply to all the problems that I want to solve in my business. And third is the fundamental security problem where the data is going outside of my security parameter perimeter and there is a possibility that my data might be used by the model to train itself further and that will probably land with somebody else that i don't want them to speaking of security given that gen ai is still evolving how can the cio or compliance officer mitigate the potential risks associated with this technology 
So I would say uh, the way companies should approach this is think of the three problems or the three cons that we talked about, right? The company should look at or a CIO should look at how they are able to protect the company's information, how they are able to deliver the right business outcome, and they are able to do it at the right cost. Cost is not an element that is typically being discussed when you talk about Gen AI, but you need to recognize one thing. You know, OpenAI got a funding of $10 billion or more, right? You know, whatever the $10 billion valuation, they got a billion dollar plus funding or whatever, right? Where do you think they use this money for? I mean, I don't know their exact percentage. The entire or large percentage of that funds were used on compute power to train the models, the GPU power. That's where the money is spent. Now, companies need to recognize one thing that if you start using these technologies and leveraging these models and train these models with your own data, it is going to be coming at a cost. So you need to maintain that right balance in terms of cost and the right performance that, and the benefit that you're getting from investing that cost, right? So what we are recommending to customers is that A, you need to focus on making sure that your data is secure. Your data does not leave your security parameter. Second, we are recommending that start with the business problem that you want to solve and find the right large language model that will help you solve that business problem. And I'll give you specific examples of that. And third, make sure those models are trained on your data and not generic data so that the answers that you get, you can use in your business. So in order to protect the data and make sure the data does not leave the security parameter, the concept that we are encouraging our customers to look at is bring the large language model to the data and not the other way around. Don't send the data to the model bring the model to the data. And by doing that, the first and the most obvious benefit that they get is the data is not traveling outside the security perimeter. Neither your data is going into public domain and getting training some external model, right? So that problem is resolved because the large language model is hosted inside your enterprise security perimeter. The second, this large language model is going to be get trained on your proprietary data, which means the answers that it is going to come up with are not hallucinations or broad answers. These are targeted answers specific to your business. And the third thing, you know, these models are very broad, the foundational models, right? What you need is a specific model. One of the problems that we see with companies is that they want to use unstructured data. And what is an unstructured data? It's an agreement that you sign with your service provider, be it your credit card service provider, your bank where you either taken a loan or you have other, other products that you're leveraging from them, or it could be uh, any other service that you're consuming, or it could be an email that you're writing you know, to your company or a letter you're writing or a form you're filling up to give feedback. A lot of information is captured in unstructured documents. Traditionally, companies have not used this information to derive insights. What we have done at Snowflake is that we have released something called as document AI. As the name suggests, there are large language models which take unstructured information from customer and they derive structured content from that. Example of this, if you have signed an agreement with a bank and it has liability clauses and it has terms for where it is valid and things like that, the document AI capability will take out this information from this unstructured document and will give that information to the company. So you can ask simple questions like the agreement that I have with Alan, what is the liability that I have? Uh, or when is what is the term that, how many agreements I have signed which are going to expire next December? What's the aggregated liability that I have with all my top 100 customers? These are the questions you can ask and it will answer these questions from unstructured documents and with the power of the document AI capability. So this is a great example to highlight the point that a large language model is used to solve one problem and one specific problem that is of taking the unstructured document and deriving structured data from that and answering a business question. So this is the approach that we are recommending the CIOs and the compliance officer in terms of how they can enable and leverage these technologies of Genia and LLM at the same time protect the data that they have and retain the trust that the customers have put in them by giving the data to them. Does your approach of taking the LLM to the data necessitate the need for a sizable compute infrastructure on the part of the end user organization? 
So let me break it down into two parts as I respond to you, right? One is the data infrastructure. Let's talk about that. And then let's talk about the compute and other resources that are needed to train the LLMs. Snowflake, you know, as a company, we are in the business of empowering our customers to mobilize the data. So we are helping customers build that single source of truth or a consolidated data platform because we built our data platform on the cloud. So the customers had access to unlimited power in terms of compute and unlimited storage, and they could scale it as per their business needs. Plus, what we did is that we offered it as a SaaS service, which means that you didn't have to build a data warehouse. All you had to do is build the pipeline and put the data into Snowflake and we took care of everything. That is how we solved the first problem. There are some customers who have now kind of managed to break down the silos and create a single version of truth uh, for their data within Snowflake. And now they're ready for implementing a Gen AI or LLM kind of a, a technology. As I said earlier, you know, data powers AI. So in order to have the AI strategy, you need to have the foundational data strategy first. So customers who have managed to progress in their journey and creates the single version of the truth are now looking at deploying Gen AI and LLM inside of Snowflake. Now, in terms of responding to your question, the second part of the question, right, which is resources required for the large language model, specifically the large language models, there are two options for the clients. One, they can use something that we have built. An example of that is Document AI. In that case, we have built the large language model. We have trained it. The interesting thing about this model is that because it is a focused and targeted model, you don't need to train that on your data. It can be used out of the box because it is a specific model built for a single purpose, and that is for giving you structured data from an unstructured set of documents. So that's one example where you use models that we offer, which many a times can be used out of the box. They don't have to be trained on your data because their specific single purpose model. We are also partnering with NVIDIA to bring in some of the models that they have developed. We are also allowing customers to bring in large language models from many different companies who are building this for different industries for different use cases and host it inside of Snowflake. Yes, certain models will be needed to be trained on your data. For that, they will need GPU. We have partnered with NVIDIA to bring those GPU power to the Snowflake infrastructure so that the customers can train their model. Now, the good thing is that I must say, comparatively, the cost required is going to be less because these are not foundational models. When you have foundational models, because of the breadth and the scope, you do invest a lot of time, effort, energy, and GPU power and cost to train those models. Most of our customers are targeting to use business specific, use case specific models. And that's why the compute power and the cost required is not very high. But we are enabling that by partnering with NVIDIA and by allowing our customers to use the NVIDIA GPU to train these large language models. And just to mention, introduce a technical terminology here, we have launched something called as a Snowflake container service. That's the specific capability that allows the customer to host the large language model inside of their security perimeter in the Snowflake environment. How do you get around local and national data sovereignty regulation if the condition for an end user to use your LLM technology is to have the customer's data reside in your platform, which could be outside the borders of the customer's country of operation? Whenever we have seen a, a country comes up with a clear mandate around data sovereignty, we study those regulations, we prepare an internal business case, and then we launch our instance within that country. So just to specific example, in Asia, we are in Singapore, we are in Indonesia, we are in Japan, we are in Australia, and we are in India. So these are the markets in Asia where we have a Snowflake instance running in those countries. Snowflake data cloud environment, even though it might be hosted in some other country, it is a secured environment where you have the key to the system, so to say. You have the encryption key. Everything is encrypted. You can decide the level of security that you want. If you have classified certain information as PII or secured information, you can mask it, you can tokenize it, you can put row level policies and so on and so forth. Irrespective of where it is stored, the information is secured completely. 
that's how we are trying to address that. So wherever the, it is needed, we are deploying it locally. And for the other customers, as I said, the security is there to give them the confidence that the data is in their control and it is well protected. For leaders tasked with supervising the adoption of generative AI and perhaps other emerging technologies, how should they balance their desires for innovation vis-a-vis -vis the opportunities and the risks that come with something that is still evolving? Number one thing, which is without the data strategy, there is no AI strategy. That's foundational data powers AI. That's the first recommendation to all the leaders. And I must say that uh, more and more we talk to customers on this topic, they, they understand it, they get it, and that's what they are trying to do. Assuming that you have the foundation in place, the data is in one place in, and you are able to uh, leverage all of that to power AI-driven applications. The, our recommendation to customers is to identify the right business outcome or a use case which can help them leverage this technology. That, I think, is a starting point. The most common use case we have seen is in the area of user productivity. What customers are saying is that as we are developing our understanding of this technology, the simplest place for us to start this is give a natural language query type of interface to our users so that instead of looking at a dashboard or writing an SQL, help them ask questions in English language, natural language. That's the most common or the simplest way to start. So that's the starting point without really getting into specific use case and value and so on and so forth. That's the simplest way to introduce the technology to the business user and help them experience the power of this technology by improving their productivity. Now you can start extending this concept. You can go to your data analyst and say that, hey, today you are building data pipelines. You're writing these SQLs to fetch the data. I can give you a co-pilot or a, which is an assistance, which will help you write the SQL syntax faster. Today, you as a business leader, you come to me and you say that, hey, you want to target the top 10% of your customers for the upsell, cross-sell of this particular campaign. Let's say that's your business requirement. I am the data analyst. I'm serving you. In order to meet your requirement, I'm going to write a SQL you know, statement that will fetch the data for what you want. In the pre-Gen AI, chat GPT kind of world or pre-Gen AI LLM world, I would have written that SQL myself using any particular interface. Today with this concept, uh, we have large language models which can assist the analyst in writing the SQL faster. So I would say either it will complete my you know, SQL syntaxes or I can write that in simple English and in terms of what I want, and it can give me the SQL there, right? So which means my productivity goes up. I would say that's the next you know, closest or common one where you can introduce and let your users experience Gen AI and LLM kind of technologies. The third thing, as the customers start identifying real business use cases, what we try and tell them is that we need to build a secured security framework first. You need to define a strategy around First, classify the data. What data is sensitive? What data is not sensitive? The data that is sensitive, how I want to protect that, masking, tokenization, role-based access, and so on and so forth. And uh, for the data that is not sensitive, probably I might be a little bit more liberal in terms of letting it uh, democratize access to everyone. We are encouraging customers that as they start looking at serious deployment of Gen AI and LLM kind of technologies, they need to build a right security strategy around classifying data, defining role-based accesses so that tomorrow, whether it is an analyst asking question or a data scientist trying to train a model or use LLM to train a model, doesn't matter what the use case is, the data security and the policy should remain intact. Sanjay, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CISO. Thank you, Alan. It was great talking to you and thank you for hosting us here.